With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and once again I'm joined by Anthony Haggerty. We're talking about the post-match after Celtic won their second game on a row, Tony. 2-1 against Motherwell. But I tell you what, after that first half, it was the two faces of Celtic. I think after the 65th minute, we've seen the other side of Celtic. The Celtic that almost threw that game in the 93rd minute uh, and were relying on Laxalt, clearing one off the line. Uh, you know, the goal, obviously we'll talk about the goal, the goalkeeper situation. But what was your thoughts if, if you compare that second half to the first? First half, total dominance. Right up until the 66th minute until Motherwell scored. And you say to yourself, one setback 
has upset the rhythm of that whole team. Mm. That's all it took. One goalkeeping error, because I don't know about you, unless that's taking a, a, a deflection somewhere along that, that that's meeting drink to a goalkeeper. He should be plucking that out of the air. I mean, when the boy hurt the shot, I was just like, right, OK. Couldn't believe that it ended up in the net. You know, and uh, for a goalkeeper, I suppose a quality like Bain, I, I don't know what, I don't know what he's thinking there. You know, and but that's just upset the whole rhythm of Celtic. Yeah, it you know, has. And as you say, we've, we've ended up having to clear one off the line in a match that for three quarters of the game you dominated, mm-hmm. absolutely dominated. But then we'll talk about it as well. Lee, but the substitutions baffled me as well. I think they baff- I think one of them baffled David Turnbull by the looks of his face. Well, he was raging, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Did he stop bubble? He was probably thinking, me? Seriously? And Tom Roderick still on the park? Mm-hmm. I mean, the second goal was a brilliant football goal. I don't know how many passes were there, but somebody might count it on sports, you know, whenever. Or, you know, but Turnbull was heavily involved in that goal. Yeah. Right? He's a baller. He's the one that makes things happen. And you're needing a third goal to clinch that those three points, and you take the most creative midfielder on the park, arguably the best footballer on the park, off, and then you take an outlet and Taylor, who was fizzing some great balls across, and yet he's a stud away from making it three nothing at one point, mm-hmm. and you bring on Laxalt. Okay, well, Laxalt's obviously cleared that one off the line, but I, I just I took that took any momentum that you had, even at two one, right out of the game. I mean, the manager, I, I, I can't, that's inexplicable to me. It is, Tony, and Treble Treble makes the point on YouTube, for everybody who's watching on YouTube, keep subscribing to the channel. We're going out every single day with new content. We made hard work of that win. Now, John McGacky comes in also to say, back to our old feelings in the second half, subs baffling again. I, I've got to agree with that part of uh, John's point. I, I am baffled by a lot of the subs this season. You know, and uh, there was even one occasion in Europe where the uh, the coaching team were baffled. They weren't sure who was going on and who was coming off. It just seems almost as if it's just a process they're going through rather than trying to affect the game, Tony. You know, you're looking at Turnbull and you think, we mentioned it during the week, he, he's constantly taking off. I'd like to see the stats on how many games he's actually finished. So I would rather look at Roderick, who, by the way, showed some flashes of brilliance. We know what Roderick's capable of. But take Roderick off in that scenario and again a Yeti yeah Griffiths comes on for his 250th appearance for Celtic but I think a Yeti needs the, the minutes in his legs of course I, but you if you and I can I keep going back to this right if you and I can see that why can't the management team see that why can't the management team see that David Turnbull's the best footballer at the club mm-hmm. at this moment in time? why can't they see that why is he coming off every game why are you taking a match winner from creative mid, uh, midfielder off the park in any game, regardless if he's playing poorly, but he wasn't playing poorly. And keeping a guy on like Roger, who, as you say, fits and starts, that's utterly baffling. You had a guy, Taylor, charging down the wing, throwing cross in after cross, looking for the strikers to get in the end of it. You know, we, we could have been a bit more clinical with them, fair enough. But you say a jetty come back into the team trying to get you know, fitness into his legs. Let him play. Let him see it out. And he can maybe grab a goal, get confidence levels up again. You know, the goalkeeping situation, and I'm going to give Natasha credit here because Natasha put out a tweet last night talking about various players that we let go, but one of them that she mentioned 
was Craig Gordon. Now, if Barkash was coming in to be your number one, you surely would have kept Craig Gordon just in case things didn't go right. As it's proven with Barkash, it didn't go right from the from the off. Mm-hmm. So again, another baffling decision why you would let all that experience go. Now Craig Gordon had his up and downs as a, as a Celtic goalkeeper, but he was generally reliable between the sticks. You know, I, I thought he was a de- still a, a great goalkeeper, decent goalkeeper. But we've struggled since we brought Barkas in. This is our third goalkeeper we're on this season. We've tried Barkas, we've tried Bain, we've tried Hazard. You know, and, I, and, I, and it, it breaks belief, really, how... You know, I know these you watch these guys and train them, but surely, you know... You must you must have thought at one point, you know what, it's no wise to let Craig Gordon go at this moment in time because we don't have a settled goalkeeper. You Which know? is on it's unsettling for the defence. You've seen it all season, Tony. Correct. The one sh- well, two shining lights today was Tumble for me and well three, Eddie getting back to we bit of sharpness and the young boy Welsh. I thought he was absolutely terrific. You said in the first half well, loves a tackle too, but just the very fact that you could have drawn that game, or worse still, I, I wouldn't say they could have lost it because Mother didn't create too much. Even the thought of drawn that game when you were so, so dominant for like 65, 66 minutes, it, you just wonder what's going on. And as I say, it just takes one thing. Mm-hmm. everything. To and derail, to derail the, the plan, absolutely. And to derail the players. Mm-hmm. Which going back to what you were talking about with Callum McGregor, we don't know, you know. So, so when there's a setback, the guys don't know what's happening. You know, it was fine. It was hunky dory. Everything was great. First half, bump, bump, bump. Goal ahead. Early second half, bump. Lovely goal. Great cruising. People see that. that mother will should have been hammered four or five nothing. But we're going, yeah, we're going from almost going three nothing up to yeah. hanging on for dear life in the ninety third minute with a goal line clearance. Yeah, they should have been hammered five nothing. Mm-hmm. It should have been Celtic team of old with a hammer them five nothing, maybe even more. They were that rampant and that dominant. So, what went wrong after the sixty six minute? You see the thing with me as well, Tony, and I've been um, saying this all season. I, I always think with regards to Celtic is we've always been fitter we've always been the fittest club and we've always gone about the we've mentioned at half time about the fairy tale season and the centenary year the last minute goals and there was a start whereby we've let in something like 40% of our goals or conceded goals about 40% of them after the 17th minute now I know that Motherwell scored in the 66 but it's, it's a, a real concern that you know for some reason we are running out of steam about an hour into the game. Now, you've seen it against, even against Lille, where we're 2 nothing up against them, uh, much to everybody's surprise at half-time, away from home. You've seen it against AC Milan, you know, where, uh, in the San Siro. And there's been loads of occasions this season where we really have run out of steam. That's a huge concern. You can trace that back as well, as far back as the Copenhagen game, when they mm-hmm. got themselves into the Copenhagen, back into that tie, and ran out of steam, and lost two late goals against Copenhagen. So there's been a pattern of that, as you say. That's quite a worrying trend. Mm-hmm. Not something, as you, as you were rightly said, that you associate with Celtic. And it's, you know, and, and that's quite an, that's quite a startling start. That 40% of goals have been scored after the 70th minute. You know, is it fitness? Is it concentration? Is it, is it a combination of both? 
Yeah. We yeah. have to be switched on. We, we touched on it the first. It's a prerequisite to play for a club like Celtic. You need to be switched on at all times. You, you know your job, know what you're doing. But it just seems to be that any slightest deviation from any kind of plan knocks everything out of kilter. I mean, could you believe when that goal went in how badly they, they failed to recover from it? I know. It's almost as though today, the 93 minutes today, Tony, has, has shown us everything that's wrong about this season. You know, it's shown us all about how we fail to capitalise on the amount of possession that we had in the first half by simply scoring the one goal. It shows that uh, one moment of the game can totally destabilise everything that we've built. And also shows, I mean, that I think the word baffling was used in terms of the substitutions. That's the best word for it. I mean, I can't remember a sub coming on and thinking, I can see what, what Lenny's doing here and why he's doing it. Um, a Yeti, I, I want to see minutes in his legs. He gets taken off. Taylor, he's shown enough down the left. I think that we've got a great balance now between left and right. We've been screaming out for a bit of width. I'm not sure we need that width from our fullbacks, but that's the way we're going with it. We're going with the overlapping fullbacks. It was working, so... Why change it? Um, the big thing for me as well, looking at that the final third of the park, is it's been incredible this season, Tony. And this is, it seems kind of like an obvious thing, but it's a, a big issue this season. The team that we are playing plays us with their back to goal. We haven't done enough, whereby they have, are being stretched, they're then on the back foot. And the reason for that is because we've not used the width and we're not stretching them enough. They're just sitting there soaking it up with their own goal behind them and that's happened all season and that's exactly what happened after Motherwell scored A lot of goals that Celtic have scored this season have been with players swelling and turning strikers mm. you know and there's not been many goals where Celtic have played the ball in front of the striker and he's running on goal despite the fact that we're playing these two you know charging forward wing backs or whatever you want to call them you know and, and, and that, that's worrying too because if strikers are playing with their back to goal, then they're no use, are they? Because you want your strikers to play facing the goal that they're shooting. <laughs> so that when their first touch comes, it's maybe a control bang. You know? And Odson Edward lost his way a wee bit because he was playing with his back to goal. Mm-hmm. Odson Edward only, is only effective when he's running it. Players, when he's facing the way the goal is, he's got the ball at his feet, and hopefully yards from goal. Maybe beat a man, faint, shoot. You know, how many times have I How many? Not that I can recall. You think back to when Neil Lennon played, you think back to the goal scored by Henrik Larson. How many times have we seen it? It's on the counter, Tony. It's a fast, high tempo move. And as I say, the opposition is facing their own goal because we're facing we're facing their goal. But in this in this scenario, where we are now with Celtic, it's this this bank of defence, and they're all quite comfortable with that because they're, they're watching the game play out yeah. in front of them, and we're playing the game in front of them, and they're happy to soak it up. So I thought that with Kenny coming in, it gave us a great bit of balance that we didn't have with Frimpong, and we've seen it over the last couple of games, and we were able to carve openings. You know, against fairly poor sides, it's got to be said. You know, Kilmarnock and Motherwell aren't great sides, but we were able to to open them up in ways that we haven't been doing all season. And you put the ball in front of a Yeti or score because I think there's a striker there, mm-hmm. and a Yeti, I really do. You see, he hit, hit the ground running at the start, and then he had 
had injuries as well. But we know he scored a lovely goal against Hibs when Turnbull played him in. So you put the ball in front of him, he'll score. But he already for that French Eddie for that matter. So mm-hmm. you you know you have to play to your strengths. You can't have these guys playing with their back to goal. It's just it's too easy for the opposition defence then. You know, and if you're not if you're not getting it round the sides and into into your forwards, then what what are you doing? Where are you going? And you frankly pointed out, you know, with Larson and players like that, Hearts and Sutton, you got the ball in front of them. And then it was up to them to score. You know, they do their job and they were quite clinical. But these guys, the, the two falls that we have only get the opportunity to be clinical because they're not getting many opportunities in a game. You know, Edwards had to swivel and bury that chance for the second goal. Thankfully he did, because it turns out crucially to be the winner. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have predicted that after he'd scored. You know, and, 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 and it's it's microcosmic of everything that's happened. It just something happened there and, and Celtic crumbled a bit. You know, you know and, if, and if it's a fitness issue, then that's serious. Mm. That, that's serious. That you got to look at the management team and say, wait a minute, how can these guys know last 90 plus minutes? They're professional footballers. What do you do at training? Is there, you know, I mean, there must be major fitness training, obviously there is, but how can it be on a repetitive basis that we seem to be conceding late goals or goals late on, you know, continually. You think about the new coaching staff coming in, Tony, and, you know, basically reviewing the season, assessing the season, assessing the players. They're going to be looking at things that are boldly obvious like that. You know, we're losing far too many late goals. Yeah, you know, data analysis goes a lot, lot deeper than that. But I mean, that that's blatantly obvious, as is the situation with the goalkeeper, as is the lack of width. Now, in terms of the goalkeeper, loads of comments coming through on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube around Bain's performance to the point where, you know, we almost threw away a two-goal lead there. Michael the boy on Twitter says, yet again, look too tired after 70 minutes. And I think Autumn Glow makes a... That's a great name. Autumn Glow makes a, a great point by saying, this team is so frail. It is frail, isn't it? Everything's flying, but then a wee sucker punch a goal. You should be able to overcome that, no problem. Get a third goal and you're on easy street. We go the other way, Tony. Of course, I mean, you, you kind of bring it on yourself, as you say, but there seems no apparent danger at 2 nothing. But that's all it takes. A speculative wanner at goal, and Bain can't deal with it, and then all of a sudden, self-doubt creeps in. And, and then you think to yourself, well, why self-doubt creeping in? Because you battered this team for 66 minutes up until this moment. Mm. So just revert to type. But then the game plan went out the window. Players started to panic. The, the hair on fire, the, the passing stopped, the slick, sharp stuff. Hair on, f- hair on fire. That, that has been this season, isn't it? Yeah, hair on the, fire. The hair's on fire, yep. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Manager compounds it <laughs> by taking 
two of your best footballers on the day. What's going on? It put me in mind actually, Tony. Remember the three-two game against Livingston at Celtic Park, and they pull it back again. Long-range effort. They pull it back to three-two. Had Effie Ambrose connected with that header? Was it Ambrose? He had a header near the end of the game, and there was a chance for Livingston, and they should have scored. They should have scored and made it 3-3. The same thing happens today. 93rd minute, you've got Laxalt scrambling back and it was an important clearance because you've you've got a Motherwell player right behind them who would have just knocked it in had it came off the post. You know, so we're scrambling to win that game. We should be seeing that, you know, quite comfortably out. As I say, they should have been battered 4 or 5 nothing. Mm-hmm. But uh, Motherwell got encouragement from the fact that Celtic could plague themselves out once Alan Campbell scored. And he's just taking a speculative shot at goal. Uh, honestly, speculating, and nobody more surprised than the boy that the boy went in, that the ball went in when Bain made the rickets. And then Motherwell were like, "Right, let's 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 go for this now. Let's go for this for the last twenty minutes or so, and almost pulled it off. Because after the last twenty minutes, Celtic didn't. There was a Tom Rogic shot which the goalie saved brilliantly, but Anel Unice deflected drive wide. But after that, they, they weren't much of an attacking force." Were they? To, no. To my, to my knowledge. No, absolutely not. It all sort of fell apart. Joseph McGonagall makes an interesting point because it should never be the case that heads would go down. I mean, how do you go from nine in a row quadruple treble winners to the heads going down because Motherwell score a goal? You know, and there was an element of that. Was there a deflection? There certainly was a wicked dip at the end. It was a speculative effort. It's ended up going in. But your head shouldn't be going down if you're playing for the Celtic side, you know, after the, the decade of, of success that we've had. You know, even if you're bringing in quite a number of players uh, over the season, I mean, we brought in seven now. All seven of them weren't playing. It's not as though the, the mentality and the culture has changed because we've got half a new team in. So, yeah, I, I find it absurd uh, Joseph as well, that the heads could possibly go down. There was also uh, mention here uh, from Andrew Phillips. Thanks for commenting, Andrew. Why Turnbull off again? Let's talk a wee bit about Turnbull. I said at half-time, and I, by the way, the second half performance doesn't change my mind about David Turnbull. We need to build our side around this player. I mean, anyone coming in, whoever the, the incoming manager is, and I do expect it to happen in the summer, um, we'll be looking at David Turnbull and thinking, well, you know, let's have a look at last season. Turnbull has been a shining light. I still think Sorrow's been a shining light. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be making space for him in this side. And also Welsh, and we'll talk about Welsh as well. There's a young kid who's come through at centre-half. Who was the last player to do that at Celtic? Was it, perhaps, was it McManus? Steve McManus coming through the ranks and actually playing more than 50 games for Celtic at centre-half. I think we've got one in Welsh. I think he could uh, develop into that player. Um, He looks so assured. And one thing as well, Tony, well worth speaking about him, I was talking during the week uh, to someone who watched him regularly as as a youth player. And what they say they haven't seen yet that is definitely part of his game is long-range passing. Apparently, his long-range passion... uh, there's always passion, but his uh, his long range passing is incredible. But it looks as though at the moment he's just trying to find his feet before he, he brings that into his game. Well, I tell you what, if that's the case and he can ping 50, 60 yard passes, he's probably too scared to do it in this team at this moment in time. Yep. And he's keeping it simple and just trying to do all the things to make sure that he's selected next week. Because if he starts acting like Ronald Koeman, the first thing that would happen was Neil Lennon would take him off and bomb him back to 
You know, so uh, I think he's I think he's wise. He's switched on. He's clever. He's realised right. No time for the the Ronald Koeman impressions just yet. I'll get myself buried in feet under the table, and then I'll show them what I can do. <laughs> and quite rightly so. I scored a, a cracking goal today, a cracking header, important header as it turns out. Uh, so yeah, I mean, good on him. But if he's got a, a Ranger long pass, and that, I'd like to see it. But I would like to see it when he when he feels comfortable, when he when he feels an established player, because he probably doesn't feel that he's an established first team player yet. So he wants to do that first. Mm-hmm. And a tumble, tumble. It's just baffling with tumble. What does Lennon not see about Tumble? Where's his blind spot with Tumble? You know, where's his blind spot with Rogic that Rogic can do what he pleases? There's a there's a blind loyalty to players. I feel like like Tommy Rogic. You know, he, he gets so many games, and in many ways, you know, first and foremost, what I'll do here is I'll give Lenny a wee bit of credit when it comes to Frimpong, right? So Frimpong comes in as a three hundred grand player from Man City, and at that time. Tony, I knew as much about O'Connor as I did about Frimpong. We brought in two fullbacks, and you think, well, if you're, you put money on one of them, you're not quite sure where to go. You know, it could have been Leo Connor who progressed. Who knows? He looked more likely because he was a, a full internationalist, or he has become a full international. Leo Connor, highly rated at Manchester United. Um, looking through the Twitter comments of Man U fans, they were gutted that, that O'Connor had gone. So I've got to give Neil Lennon some credit. You know, it can't always be batter Lennon. Uh, and Frimpong developed. He, he developed into what became uh, an 11.5 or, or £12 million pound player. So, But what one thing I would say is he played far too many games. There was, there was times where he had had four or five ineffective games, but he constantly got picked. And Lenny does have a blind loyalty for a lot of players. Scott Brown, some would say, um, as well. And, you know, there is certainly a blind spot when it comes to Turnbull. He is, for me, he's the main man of that Celtic team, he makes the team tick. Yeah, correct. Because everything flows through him. And it's natural as well. He's a natural born footballer. Mm-hmm. And he loves playing football. He's, you know, he plays with a smile on his face. And he, as I say, he, he just plays the way he would play down the park with his pals. You know, and that, that that's a rare gift. You know, there's a comment coming in from Andrew Phillips, the most creative player subbed. We've said that. You know, he's just, I cannot, for the life of me, work that out, why you would take the best player and the most creative player on the field off with 10 minutes to go when it's 2-1, when the lead's precarious, when you're chasing a third goal that kills a game stone dead and you take a man like that off. You know, only Lennon, Neil Lennon can explain that decision, but to me it's inexplicable. I think every Celtic fan wrung their hands in their head and went, no, surely not. You just couldn't believe it. You're thinking, anybody but Turnbull? <laughs> anybody but, no, you're right. Now, the, the big thing for me is, you, you remember the famous quote from Alan Hansen, uh, you never win anything with kids, and Man United went on to win the league with guys like Beckham, yeah. and it was the emergence of that class in 92. Now, at the beginning of the season, you know, I'm sure there would have been a few Celtic fans who would have thought the same had we not brought in a centre half and we'd, we were saying well you know Julian and I are our, our first picks but we're going to run with Welsh but what he's shown I feel um, is that you know what he deserves that jersey and Joseph Byrne comes in to say Welsh is showing Duffy how it's done I absolutely agree with that there was a game uh, that Welsh played in Europe 
where he was he was talking. He was actually talking Diego Laxalt through the game. He was telling him where to stand at corner kicks. This is a guy who's played in the World Cup for Uruguay, <laughs> who have got on loan from AC Milan. I, I honestly, I'm people might think I'm gushing here about Turnbull and, and Welsh. I, I do feel that there is enough talent in this side that the incoming manager is going to identify that and we're going to see guys like Welsh, Turnbull, Sorrow um, really progressing and flying next season. Paul John, if we can see that, then any incoming manager will, will see that straight off the bat. Young Welsh has got an old head in, on his shoulders at the minute. You know, don't want to big him up too much because you know the nature of football. But he's slotted into that defence here. A defence, which you've said earlier, has been leaking goals right, left and centre, dropping points right, left and centre. Fragile, frail, call it what you like. And the young man's come in there in the past few games and, and did a right steady, solid job. Because you know what he's done? He's defended. Right? When the ball's in the air, he's won it. And when the ball's in the deck, he's cleared it. And he's gave it to a footballer in the middle of the park, like Turnbull or whoever, down the side to... Uh, John Joe Kenny mm-hmm. get simple right I can't wait to see this Ranger person because <laughs> you know if he's got that in his armoury then great but he'll just get he's just getting his confidence levels up just now but he is the comment there that he's shown Duffy Howie that's how you do it mm-hmm. try and be something that you're not just defend see when the ball I mean that I always say about defenders see when the ball's in the air go and challenge and win it see when it's in the deck cut it out we'll work and finesse later and if Wales can pass the ball 60 yards, brilliant. Look forward to that. You know, but he, he's unflappable at the minute. You know, and it might be easy to come into this team at the minute because it can't get any worse. There's that element to it. But it could get worse, you know. And it's a lot of pressure to put my young man's shoulders to say, we need this second place. Don't don't mess it up. Here's a wee, here's a wee run in the team. Because mm. players are... He's only young. Lesser players could crumble. Chained up, he crumbled at the, the fact they're playing for Celtic. Exactly. He's an internationalist. And Shane Duffy has crumbled because playing for Celtic somehow has become too much for him. Mm-hmm. Chris Murray makes the point, Tony, exactly. Welsh never panics when the ball is played at him. Duffy is a trembling wreck. I mean, as we've all come round to the, the way of thinking that it's simply not worked out for Duffy. It's been an expensive error. But if, if Stephen Welsh can do it, then surely some of his contemporaries, I mean, Scott Robertson, Ewan Henderson, why, why are these guys not... I mean, Robertson's been loaned out again. You know, why are these guys not getting game time? Well... If you bring in a new management structure and they look at these guys, I always get back to you watch players in training. These guys must impress. You talked about the blind loyalty of certain players, the old guard, probably Neil Lennon has that too much. But the Celtic fans want to see the Ewan Hendersons of this world, the Robertsons of this world. The only way you get experience is to be flung in there. Yeah, you might make mistakes, fine, but the Celtic fans will get behind players like that because it's the only way you can, as I say, gain, gain experiences by being flung in there, chucked in there, sink or swim, let's see what you've got. And you wouldn't be in and around the first team if you didn't have ability. So surely at some point a man, any new manager coming in would look at those players and say, do you know what, we've got a good crop of youngsters. The same as man you did with the class of 92. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying any of the Celtic youngsters are as gifted as talented as that, but there's talent there. You've got to give them a go at some point. You have to say to them, look, this is it. This is what you've trained all your life for. 
this is a this is a moment you take the step up, you know. And I think Celtic fans would applaud that and would want to see them and see what we've got coming through. And if Welsh is anything to go by, then it's quite encouraging, very encouraging, in fact, because I like the look of Welsh. I'm just I just don't want to put too much on his shoulders at the minute and you know label him and say he's this that and the next thing, but just make steady progress. Make that jersey or yours. Impress any possible incoming manager with your performances between now and the end of the season. And hopefully he gets to play between now and the end of the season. He's done nothing wrong so far. No, Jim Hannaway makes the point. Henderson is a player. But what you want is you want to build uh, players like uh, Henderson up and Connor Hazard, by the way, because we're going to talk about the goalie briefly. You want to build them up so they've got 20, 30, 40 games under their belt, you know, incoming manager comes in, there's a guy that's earned these spurs. There's maybe a collection of four or five young players. That That's before we talk about some of the, the youngsters that appeared in the two games post-Dubai when we were forced to play quite a few young guys. Um, and I know uh, that Cameron Harper's on his way out, but you've got a player there in Dembele who's, we've not developed him in the last two seasons. We haven't developed him. Simple as that. That young player has not developed under Neil Lennon, Karamoko Dembele. One minute he is the shining star of European football. England and Scotland are, are got a tuggy war to try and cap him. Uh, the next thing he's going to leave on a free. Looks like Oco Flex. You know, when we got Oco Flex, that was a coup because we we were doing to teams like Arsenal what Bayern Munich are now doing to us we were getting young talented players under Brennan Rodgers it's got to be said and get bringing them to Celtic Park now it's getting done to us Tony it pains you the Oco Flex and the Karamoko Dembele situation it pains you as a Celtic supporter that, that that's probably the outcome that's going to happen they're going to leave the club for nothing because you've put so much into them and because of the past couple of seasons or, or, or a regress in the development that you're not going to see them and Karamoko Dembele should have been in the first team a long time ago. You know, fleeting glimpses here and there, it's no use to anybody. And the whole of the crowd, whenever he came on, they were behind him, they were willing him to do well because they'd heard so much about him. You know, he was one of the few youth players that everybody knew about from an early age. Mm-hmm. You see, England, Scotland, tug of war, he was, you know, I think he was put in the, the what, the under-17 team when he was 14. You know, so that's a talent. You have to nurture that talent. You have to protect that. You have to wrap your arms around that and say, we will guide you to this first team because you have something to offer. And it's, it's bothering on criminal that Karamoko Dumbele would leave this club for nothing. Honestly, it really is because somebody somewhere in the coaching side of Celtic really has to be taken or brought to task for that. Because are going to be deprived of a talent, and he's going to go elsewhere and probably thrive and shine because he'll be coached properly, and he'll thrive on it. Mm. Now, one last thing before we go, Tony. We love the crack, and Michael Graham is asking if you're in a cave. I was thinking more about remember Red Dwarf, remember, yeah. remember <laughs> Holly and Red Dwarf, the head. I've just realised. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There we go. There yeah. we are. 
the lights, the lights are back on. Now, it's been an absolute pleasure, Tony. Uh, the half-time analysis was much different from the full-time analysis, it's got to be said, but we will always be here. And uh, tomorrow, we don't have a live broadcast, but we will be back on Monday. Thank you, everybody, for getting involved in the comments section. YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Get us followed, subscribe if you can. And all that's left for me to say until next week, thank you once again, Tony Haggerty, for joining us on A Celtic State of Mind. Pleasure. Thank you. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience live conversations trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company go to iheartresults.com for more sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.